morning. I'm Daniel Guest, and welcome to the Imagine Golf Podcast, brought to you by Imagine Golf and PXG. You can go to our site, imaginegolf.com, and see all of our offerings, including our free drills, our practice plans, our golf ebooks and videos, or to book a lesson with me at our state-of-the-art studio right outside of Philadelphia, or even virtually through our partner, golfliveapp.com. Hey, I don't normally do a uh, uh, controversial kind of uh, uh, podcast, if you would, or even talk about uh, controversial subjects. And, you know, in the scheme of things, this isn't really that uh, controversial, basically. But um, it's uh, it's around all this talk around the Ryder Cup selection, Zach Johnson's Ryder Cup selections, right? The captain's picks. And um, it's interesting, man. We we give about, give about 300 lessons a month here at Imagine. And in the past uh, two weeks... So, all right. So if you talk about just the last uh, probably 150 plus lessons, right, I guarantee we've had at least uh, 100 conversations <laughs> around uh, the Ryder Cup. Right. And it just it amazes me how many people are interested in the Ryder Cup and how many opinions there are around around the Ryder Cup. And more importantly, uh, for this topic today, the selections that the captain made. So uh, it, it's a uh, look. It is what it is, right? I mean, he has Zach Johnson, the captain. By the way, Zach, he's not the only one that makes the decisions. Just so you know, um, he has um, six people that actually make the team uh, just through qualify- qualifying. We'll talk about what, what you got to do to qualify for those who don't know. And then he has like six assistant coaches, man. Um, the assistant coaches this year are like Jim Furyk, uh, Steve Stricker, Davis Love the third, uh, Freddie Couples, and I, I'm one more is escaping me. But um, so when you think about it, right? I mean, I guarantee you, Zach Johnson um, has a conversation with those people in the room, right? The assistant captains, right? And then I also guarantee you that those people, those seven individuals, have a conversation with the six automatic qualifiers, and they have a conversation about who they want to add to the team. If you don't think those conversations happen, you're out of your mind, right? He doesn't make the, Zach Johnson or the captain any year. The uh, Ryder Cup captain doesn't make these decisions in a vacuum, man. Um, he makes these decisions with the advice of, of the council, if you would, or the, of, of the people that are that are going on the trip or going to be in the locker room, the said locker room, if you would. So, um, look, I, I, I personally, I don't think there's any controversy here um, it, because it's it's his pick. They're cap- the, the, the term is called – the selections are called captain's picks for a reason, right? It doesn't, it doesn't say, um, you know, here's the criteria that you have, you know, have to qualify. There's no qualification to the pick other than it's the captain's choice. So I really don't understand the controversy. I mean, can you make arguments that um, some people are more qualified than the next to get in? Yeah, of course you can. All right. But at the end of the day, um, it is what it is. You know, the captain has a choice. He gets to pick six slots out of the twelve. And that's exactly what he did, right? We're not talking about, you know, a real controversy, which would be like, uh, you know, this person got cheated out of of qualifying because they, you know, some rule change or something like that, right? We're just talking about, you know, hey, the, how it's currently set up and, and the way that the teams are selected. He did exactly what he did. So for those of you that don't know, right, there, there are six slots that you that are automatic, meaning you qualify for um, for points. From events from January first, usually through the end of or middle of August, if you would, um, and it's a simple system. Like events between, and it's based on, um, on really earnings, if you would, right? It's a little little convoluted. I'll, I'll explain it to you really quick. Look, 
events between January 1st and the BMW Championship, right? So January 1st, the first of the year, and the BMW Championship, whenever they decide that's going to be, golfers earn one point for every $1,000 that they earn at that event, right? So one point for every 1000 right? The winner of any one of the Masters, or excuse me, any one of the majors, the Masters, PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, and the Open, they are two points for every $1,000 earned, right? A little bit more pressure, a little bit more prestige, a lot more pressure, a lot harder courses potentially, right? Um, and so you get two points for that same 1000 all right? And players who make the cut at major champions, but don't, at major championships, but don't win, they earn 1.5, right? For all, uh, for each $1,000 earned. So they add up all those points, you know, 2,600 points, whatever the number is. And they just add them all up. Then they just, a cut line is established in the top six. All right. You get no points for any of these opposite, they call them opposite field tournaments. These are tournaments like um, they run the exact opposite times of some major tournaments or, or just big tournaments. An example would be um, um, the Puerto Rico Open, right? Um, that's always played on on, on, uh, on the backs of Bay Hill, if you will, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um, the Barracuda Championship. Um, I think that's down down in the Caribbean, if you would. That's always played um, uh, against the backdrop of the or against um, the British Open, if you would. So you get no points for those events because the competition is is watered down significantly. So so that's how people get on the team, right? Um, so you got those top six, and then the the captains typically look at those top six and they try to f- field, if you would, or pick the next best six people that would fit in. With those six, right? So there's no there's no qualification as to, you know, oh, this guy's got a great Ryder Cup record, right? Because if you look at some of the players, by the way, the, the people that made it, right? The people that were the uh, captain's picks, Bruce Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikara, Ricky Fowler, Sam Burns, and Justin Thomas, all right? But if you look at some of those records, right? Jordan Spieth comes to mind. I think he's like, you know, if he's he's below five hundred in his in his uh, Ryder Cup, I think he's like eight seven and three. Ricky Fowler's way below that. He's like three seven and five. Um, Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas has had a horrible season, especially of late. Um, in the four master or four majors this year, he had missed three of the cuts. Right. He, he and and in the one he made, he tied for like sixty fifth. Right. He's uh he's 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 lost his game, if you would. Um, the last probably uh, quarter, at least third of the of the season, now, he does have a great Ryder Cup record, uh, six two and one, right? So you got to take in consideration the room, right? And and here's the here's the the argument that I think a lot of people forget. Look, the U.S. team hasn't won in over thirty years on European soil. Thirty years. So there's a lot of pressure on Zach Johnson and every U.S. team uh, Ryder Cup captain team to win over there. 30 years is a long time, right, not to win over there. So, And we've had some great teams, right? So, And, and what's interesting, I find interesting every uh, – um, anyway, after every time we lose on European soil, all you hear about is the tenure, tenor of the locker room or the camaraderie of the European players, how well they get together or get, get along, how great the get-togethers are off the, off the golf course. Right? How gelled they are. What, what any acronym you want, right? But basically, um, the camaraderie, you know, uh, that's all we hear about. And if that's the reason we're losing over there, 
Well, then how do you fault Zach Johnson for putting a team that has a lot of camaraderie? I mean, say what you want about some of these picks, right? And, and who wasn't picked? We're going to talk about it in a minute. But these guys, they all like each other. A lot of them are friends. And a lot of them, half of them even live in, you know, Kepka, uh, uh, Morikawa, Ricky Fowler, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler, um, uh, even Sam Burns. They all have residences, right, um, in Southern Florida. So there's no argument that this, this tw- group of 12 golfers, they like each other, right? Sam Burns, fl- frankly, got on the team because he's Scotty Sheff- one of Scotty Scheffler's best friends. Right, Ricky Fowler is arguably one of the one of the greatest guys on tour. You know, everyone loves the guy, right? And and, and you know he, he's played well this season. Um, Justin Thomas, you know, again, you know, what did uh, Zach Johnson? I can't leave. You know, there's no way you can leave him off. I mean, he's Mister America, if you would, right? Um, so I, I think when I look at this um, team, they're they're poised for a victory, right? And by the way, it's not just me that's saying that. I mean, we, prior to this call or call prior to this um, uh, podcast, I uh, I just went on FanDuel, right? And if you ever want to know, right, um, who's expected to win, just look at the Vegas odds, right? They're not wrong too often, right? The Vegas odds right now, as of today, to win one hundred, you want to bet a hundred dollars on the U.S. team, right? You got to put up one hundred fifty-one, right? They're heavily, heavily favored. Likewise, you want to win $100 on the European team, right? Or if you put $100 on, you win 140 right? So the odds are stacked um, for the Americans, right? And look, I, honestly, I, I don't think those odds would change a, a whole lot if we, uh, if we switch some of the, the captain's picks around, right? Um, and again, j- just for, in preparing for this podcast, look – all I, I'm a, I'm a pretty analytical dude and, and I love numbers, right? If you just look at the world golf rankings, now you can make an argument and I have made this argument many times that the world golf rankings are a joke, right? Uh, because they don't include, um, the live golf guys. But that being said, right? If you look at the world golf rankings, right? And you just add up the rankings for the U.S. players, the top 12 and then add up and then divide by 12. So you add up all the rankings for the, for the players, that's what you do on average, right? If you look at the world golf rankings for the Europeans and do the same, here's a difference. The U.S. golfers, their average ranking, right, is 11, right? So 11. The average of the European golfers is 30, right? 30. And then if you just take like the top eight golfers, because you can make the argument that the top eight on any one of the teams are going to play more matches, right? The U.S. drops to 7.8 and the Europeans is still hovering around 30. So that's all you need to know. You don't, you don't have to be a bookmaker. You don't have to be a propeller head to figure out, you know, hey, the U.S. has a better team. So they're more skilled. They're, they should win. Right. And then if you throw in some camaraderie, man, the odds get even stronger for the U.S. Right. So, again, I I don't know that a lot of things would have changed. Right. Some notables that didn't make the team, you know, Dustin Johnson sticks out to me. Right. He's got a phenomenal um, presence and a phenomenal record, especially 
I mean, look at 2021. I think he was in five, um, five Ryder Cup matches. He won all five. I think there's only been like three Americans ever to do that. So that, that, that was kind of a, uh, a snub, right? Um, now I didn't have the best year. I get it. And he, and maybe he's not tight with these guys. Um, Patrick Reed, right? Talk about Mr. America. Patrick Reed is great. Uh, has a good record and a great player when it comes to uh, match play, right? Maybe one of the best. But they, look, he wasn't even going to get a sniff, man. I mean, he, he sued the PGA for crying out. They're not going to select him. <laughs> there's, just, there's just no chance, all right? Um, Cam Young. Cam Young almost made it um, as, a, um, as a qualifier. I think he was like eight or ninth in the Ryder Cup standings. So you could make an argument for him. You could make a strong argument for um, Lucas Glover. What a great feel-good story that guy is, right? 46 years old, you know, terrible putter all his life. Um, missed, like, you know, famously missed six-inch putts on tour over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, went to the long putter, actually uh, just ordered Adam Scott's putter, right, from Lab Golf, and went on to win two back-to-back PGA Tour uh, tournaments in a row. I mean, that, that, that that's crazy, all right? And at 46, you could have thrown him a bone, man, right? <laughs> um, Tony Finau. Again, arguably one of the nicest guys on tour, right? Probably one of the nicest guys in the world, right? Everyone loves this guy. Um, he's had a great season. I think he won like five or six times. Granted, he won some of these smaller events, but, you know, a, a great guy. Um, a, a, a favorite of mine to watch, maybe not a favorite personality, but Bryson. I mean, phenomenal, right? Just shot 58 in, in a tournament, followed by a 61 on a, on a Sunday. I mean, I mean, I mean, again, you can make arguments for all these people that they could, that, you know, and that's just a few that just come to my mind. I'm sure, you know, there's other people, a, a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, fans that love to live uh, a circuit, you know, that, look, they didn't even get a look. Most of these live guys didn't even get an, a, a, a sniff, right? Uh, Taylor Gooch, you think Taylor Gooch was even on Zach Johnson's mind? There's no chance. There's no chance. You know why? And this is my personal opinion, but I think it's pretty valid. Look, the, the P, there's still a rub there. The PGA is still pissed off that, at these players, right? And some of the PGA players are still pissed off at the live guys. They got a lot of money, and now they're back. So, you know, they're, they're not going to get any sniff at this current, you know, in this current environment. You know, maybe two years from now, maybe four years from now. Yeah, maybe things are different. But, look, it, it's not – it wasn't going to happen. It, it was not in the cards this year, Right. So, look, I think at the end of the day, there is no controversy here, right? The captain picked his six picks for the right reasons. They were the best fits for the six qualifiers um, that made it, made it naturally, if you would, or that are automatic selections. That's, all, that, that, that's it. So what other controversy can there be? There really there is none, right? He he has to decide, and his assistants have to decide who are the best six golfers to fit with the six people that qualify. That's it, right? So again, there's plenty of arguments on on, on a, a multitude of different um, sides or avenues, if you would. I don't know that any of them are valid. I really don't. Um, and I got to tell you, I, I think the U.S. is going to kill him. I think the U.S. is going to dominate, right? I just hope that um, it's not so lopsided that it's over by like day two, right? Because uh, there's no better event when it's close, right? But I do think, um, for the obvious reasons that we just spoke about here, I do think that um, the U.S. is going to kill them. I-, I could be completely wrong. God knows I've been wrong in the past, but um, I-, I think I'm uh, I'm going to be spot on on this one.
So there you have it. Um, press the uh, follow button below. Let me know if you have any questions, any concerns, any anything for that. Right? Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, you can get us wherever you find your podcast. Be sure to check out our site, magicgolf.com, and you can follow us on all the social media platforms. So here's how you get in the game you've always imagined.